back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 6, Episode 9, Litter. And we are back from a fun weekend in New York City. And say it with me, Jen. Times Times Square was the the bomb. bomb. (laughs) It is a major coincidence, major major coincidence, coincidence, that we're covering this episode right after we went to New York City and did spend quite a bit of time in Times Square, because that's where our hotel was. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We could not have planned that out if we tried. Oh, with me here is Jen. Oh, hi. You know Jen. So the three of us went to Times Square. With Ty- it was us and Tyler, and saw a couple Broadway shows, yeah. and our first night there had dinner in Times Square, and let Tyler kind of enjoy the... Let Tyler kind of enjoy the excitement and energy of Times Square. Mm-hmm. He was sort of impressed. Wasn't punchy impressed. <laughs> and I mean, he was. Go ahead. Yeah, just wanted to run around because he'd been cooped up in the car for however many hours it took yeah, us to get there. We didn't feel comfortable letting our nine year old run <laughs> a block ahead of us in Times Square. It was crowded too. Yeah, he was having a hard time understanding that New York City is not the same as our suburban neighborhood where it doesn't matter if he runs ahead of us when we're walking around. <laughs> we we walked past one homeless guy who had his like shirt wide open, mm-hmm. belly hanging out, and he goes, "Isn't it illegal to walk around with a shirt off in public?" I was like, "No." It's funny he never noticed the cracked out homeless people lying on the side of the sidewalk the whole time. He never said anything about it. Dude, I don't think that's the preferred nomenclature. Oh, what are we calling them now? Um, unhoused individuals who experience substance use disorder. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay. I really liked this episode. It was better than I remembered, even. It was, and I'm trying to remember back. Like, I feel like when I first saw it, I thought it was trying too hard to, like, do the next thing for Robin Sparkles, Uh but I enjoyed it this time around. Okay, good. We've got a couple emails to start us off. The first one's from Icon, spelled A-Y-K-H-A-N, so I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Maybe that's like a clever way to say he's an icon. Maybe. Or she. Icon writes, hi, I really like your podcast and its wholesome vibe, but seeing it is nearing the end of the series. Are you planning to make some other podcasts where we can hear both of you? Thank you. Icon from, as Marsha would say it, the former Soviet Republic of Azerbaijan, which is on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Man, another country we got down. Yeah, and we'll have another one after this. Also. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening, first of all. Yeah, thanks, Icon. Yeah, we have talked about a few things, probably most prominently 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. But what I think we might do is we might... It, it's, it's tough to talk about now because it would be nice to take a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like if we start a new show, there will be some excitement from us, so... It might be easier to restart something else that we think, but we'll talk about it when we're done. Yeah, no I mean, promises. yeah, we're still we're on season six, but that's still it's going to take us a while to get to the end. Yeah, we'll see how <laughs> At we the feel. The pace then. we're going right now. My guess is we'll take two or three months off and but keep making announcements, and we might even try and do a poll. What do our oh, current yeah. listeners want to hear? Do they want to hear Thirty Rock? Maybe we'll name a couple others that we like, or maybe we'll one of the options will be take on a show that's just starting so mm-hmm. that we can all follow along at the same time with no spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, let's, you know, 
<laughs> I mean, obviously right back anytime, but yeah, check back in with us beginning of season nine. We'll see if we've landed anywhere more solid. Next email is from Lan. This is a long one, but it's very, very nice. This is one of the nicest emails we've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hey there, Steve and Jen. I'm Lan, hailing from China, and I'm a massive fan of How I Met Your Mother, and I seriously dig the sitcom for its hilarious, yet sometimes realistic, true-to-life vibe. The narrative is always moving forward. I reckon part of its charm is Ted, Ted recounting his memories in the series. Last year, I went hunting for a podcast all about the show. See, I'm not American, so sometimes I struggle to catch all of those movie and TV references. I wanted to find a podcast that could offer some insights while also letting me bond with fellow Himium fans. And then I stumbled upon you guys. Score! Aww. <laughs> Your podcast checks all the boxes I was looking for. I usually tune in while driving to work, and I can't help but laugh along with you. The whole experience is just legendary. That one scene where the murder train song and the dog pictures came together had me in stitches. <laughs> Jen's laughter was so infectious that I couldn't stop laughing, even though I really needed to focus on the road. XD. <laughs> I'm not sure what XD is. Um, I think that's supposed to be like a big smiley face. Oh, okay. From back in the days of... From, from China? No, it's from like instant messenger days before like emojis were an actual thing. Okay. You would do the like, you know, it's the same as doing like the colon. Oh, yeah, I see it now. It's like the two eyes are meeting. Okay. She continues, it took me a little while to catch up to the latest episode, and I promised myself I'd shoot you an email once I did. So here we are. I hope you guys keep recapping the show. I absolutely love it. Even if the upcoming seasons aren't your favorites. You two are nailing it. <laughs> Best wishes, Lan. Thank you so much. That was very nice. We will definitely finish this show. There's oh, few yeah. things that could derail us. I am, <laughs> I am a complete... Oh, that wasn't a good way to start it. I You're am, a complete completionist? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I am a completionist through and through. And so I typically have to finish things that I start. I disagree. <laughs> There's plenty of shows you'd bailed on. Oh, yeah. TV shows, that's, that's a different story. Okay. But books, you know with books. Mm-hmm. I can almost... Even if I'm not enjoying the book, I have to finish the book. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, great fan mail this week. Thanks all for writing in. Nice to hear from two new people. This is our 121st Himyip episode. Nice. Himyip episode that we're covering. Awesome. That's not a big milestone, but... It's a lot. I, just, I hadn't counted it in a while, mm-hmm. so I was curious, and then just thought I'd share that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a lot. Okay. I also want to mention, and uh, actually, we'll wait till I get wait till we get there. Sorry, I had another piece of trivia, but I want to wait till we get there. Okay. The narrator starts us off in the fall of 2010. There's only one thing Lily could talk about: babies. Do you remember doing this when you were pregnant, or when you were we were thinking about getting pregnant? Were you talking about it all the time? I don't think you were. I don't think as or, much I, as Lily is. I don't feel like I know people that do this. I think I would bring it up sometimes just talking with friends about, like, you know, in retrospect, it seems very silly, but, you know, it took us, like, four months to get pregnant, and to me, that seemed like a lifetime. So I think, you know, I had some conversations about this is taking forever kind of thing, but I don't know about, like, the whole, like, how old people are in months and the process of actually getting pregnant. Oh, and before we move on from that, 
I want to go back and some Land's message reminded me of something of I think it was Felix that was asking us some of our favorites what some of our favorite things are right mm-hmm. and you couldn't think of a favorite quote or scene but it was obviously murder train. the murder train scene <laughs> that's true I can't remember which other questions he had that we you had to think about but that was mm-hmm. probably the primary one yeah no that's a that's a good call good reminder can you think of what your favorite episode's been so far Favorite episode. You can cheat and look at my rankings. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking about doing. Spoiler alert's really good. That's got to be up there. I think by the end of this, maybe have you give your top ten. Okay. Not this particular podcast right now, but okay. By the end of the series. <laughs> the other thing I want to mention is about Lily's behavior in this. You and I just did a rewatch of... Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte was very much acting this way as she was trying to get pregnant. Right. Yeah. She was constantly talking about it with her friends. Mm-hmm. And they were getting very annoyed by it. Right. Because none of them were interested in having babies anytime soon. Or- now, I, as annoying as Lily's being, I found this interaction with her and Robin really funny. <laughs> so Robin's been craving a burger and Lily jumps in. Do you know what plays a huge role in helping a woman conceive? Cervical mucus. So they're non sequiturs. Right. Every time. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, the definition of a non sequitur, but yeah, just. <laughs> there's not even like a vague, like, oh, I could jam this fact in here because we're talking about this. Robin and her are at the apartment and they're going to see a scary movie, but Lily's changed plans and wants to watch a water birth. And we hear a splash and Robin screams like she's watching a horror movie, which I thought was a good timing. Yeah. I mean,. I'm surprised Robin didn't flip out sooner. (laughs) This is insane. Robin's trying to have a very personal conversation about her mom's x-ray, and Lily's checking out cribs. Yeah, between number two and three, I would have lost it. Robin held on longer than I would have. Like, that's... Lily's just being obnoxious at this point. Then the narrator brings us to the night of Barney's boutonniere, which really doesn't play at all. It it was just sort of a setup. To a, a joke that he seemed maybe to wear the boutonniere to get to. I, I, it's hard to tell. Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere considering that he's calling it the night of the boutonniere. Right, and Barney's explains that he's wearing one because there's an 83% correlation between the times men wear boutonnieres and the times they get laid. Um, I mean, we have 83% again, but mm-hmm. did men wear boutonnieres to funerals? I don't think I've ever seen that. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Robin rejects this hypothesis. And <laughs> I don't want to go through all the back and forth because not a lot of this was funny, but Barney does say, Robin, did you know that boutonniere is French for booty is near? <laughs> Which I liked. <laughs> right. And then does true story in French. Robin eventually says that suits are pretty boring without one. That's the positive of one. <laughs> Barney gets upset, you know, feigns being upset. That's an insult that cannot be borne. I demand satisfaction. Which, you know, ties really closely into <laughs> going to see Hamilton over the weekend. Oh, true. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Robin says, what are we going to duel? No, I'm going to show you this very embarrassing video of you. It's Robin Sparkles 3, y'all. And everybody Everyone starts. cheers. <laughs> yeah, exclaiming. <laughs> We cut to the apartment, and they give us a little recap on 
Robin being Robin Sparkles, but then something new is added to the story that the character came from a Canadian TV show, which they'd never seen until now. Yeah, this did not sound familiar to me. No, they've never mentioned this before. Apparently they did. So that's why as I was looking in the trivia, it had, like when Alan Thicke saw Robin and Barney when they were about to break up, apparently he mentions it then. But I was like, I don't think we knew that, but we did, we just forgot. Oh, that's true. Okay. Good call. Trivia. Then Jen. (laughs) And we've upgraded to DVDs from, I think the last time we watched Robin Sparkles, it was a VHS. Mm, I think that's true. They're all very excited to watch this. Robin brings up getting the Korean massage on Saturday with Robin. Robin would like to her next bother answer is so annoying. And then Lily uses this, this as an excuse to bring up getting pregnant again, which then Robin repeats, just so annoying. I mean, at least she yeah, worked this one in in a way that made a little bit of sense. Yeah, there was some flow to that one. The upbeat music starts playing on the TV as the video starts. And the title comes up, Space Teens. Barney immediately asks us if it's a, if it's a porn. It doesn't wait for a response and goes to like just slap Marshall across the face. And Marshall's face, as Robin <laughs> stops them from doing this, is like frozen in, in like facial anticipation right. of getting slapped. And Robin says, "No, it's a sweet kids show." And as they're coming in and dancing, <laughs> Robin Robin actually enters the scene of the show sliding down a pole. <laughs> And it says, I don't know, this does have all the earmarks of porn, stripper pole, bad lighting, delusional girl who thinks it's a stepping stone to mainstream success. And then in comes another character. This is going to be Jessica Glitter. We'll call her Glitter going forward for short. And this is, she is played by Nicole Scherzinger, who was in, I think, kind of got most famous early on for being in the Pussycat Dolls, mm-hmm. who I didn't know much about that group. I think I know their song... Don't you wish your boyfriend looks mm-hmm. out like me? That's them, right? Yes. But don't you wish your girlfriend? <laughs> Whatever. Don't you? <laughs> now, they had a lot of songs in the, I'd say probably like mid-2000s, early 2010s. Okay. She also, her career, acting career kind of took off a bit. Oh, yeah? She was a voice in Moana. She was, she had sort of a small part in Men in Black 3. And then she had the lead female role in, or no, I'm sorry, she had a, one of the main roles in the remake or the follow-up to Dirty Dancing. Hmm, okay. So she's had some fairly sizable roles since this. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything besides this. Robin explains that this is Jessica Glitter. She was the, her BFF on the show and in real life. Barney gives a totally predictable delivery of question about BFFs and sleepovers and hooking up and stuff. And this is where Robin kicks off being very annoyed Mm -hmm. by him and the group because she's already predicting that they're going to find this show very dirty, which I think is very telling. I think she probably remembers that (laughs) there was a lot of stuff in this that were questionable. Right. And Lily's trying to be on her side. You know, it's a cute little story about... Wait, what is this about? We'll be fine. <laughs> we find out it's about two average Canadian teenagers who solve crimes in space using math. <laughs> Parcher goes, that sounds ridiculous. Robin goes, Robin goes, so sue me like the producers of Milky Way mathletes tried to. <laughs> so we get some bad space effects on the show, and then Robin and Glitter 
come into the scene carrying hockey sticks. <laughs> and they just use long division to catch a space bird. Right. Well, what can I say? He'll be in galactic jail for the remainder of his life. Get it? Remainder? <laughs> I didn't. Really? Yeah, good job. <laughs> and then in comes the robot. <laughs> I do like that the robot's back. Apparently, um, the, the robot's here to announce that they're about to enter an asteroid belt and have to brace for turbulence, which is just an excuse for them to bounce their boobies around. Yeah, the, the room shakes up and down, as does their boobs. Which I feel like at one point it's kind of in slow motion. Lily now agrees that this is a veritable pornocopia. <laughs> and Robin claims that, you know, this is just a regular kid show, like Electric Company or Sesame Street or the Marshall Cuts in. You can't do that on television. Exactly. She's like, exactly. No, you can't do that on television. And then they cut back to it, and that's when it's slow-mo. <laughs> but you can't do that on television was a Canadian kid show. Oh, that's right. Okay. It had a lot to do with dumping slime on people, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I want to say it, that might have had Alanis Morissette on it. That sounds right. I feel like that was in, didn't we watch like some documentary or something? Yeah, we did. Robin claims, it's just bad camera work, okay? We and our camera guy, he wasn't that great. Marshall says, I don't know. I think he did a pretty good job considering he was probably only using one hand. <laughs> Robin's still irritated. Yeah. <laughs> How can you look at this wondrous and educational adventure through space and see something obscene? She wants them to look at this with the eyes of innocent children. And so they, they agree. And then Alan Thicke shows up as a hologram. <laughs> And he wants the girls to get through the asteroid, asteroid belt using multiplication. And somehow this requires a joystick that is looking quite phallic. Yeah. Yeah, they run to this. They both grab the joystick, one on the top and one on the bottom. Yeah, I'm not really seeing the correlation between the joystick and the math. No. <laughs> it was completely obligatory. <laughs> And the, and the look on everyone's faces in the room that are watching this are great. <laughs> They're all trying so hard. <laughs> and, you know, Alan Thicke's doing the, you know, giving the problems. And then, like, as they answer, he's just being, you know, his responses can be viewed in two ways. The last math problem he gives them is 23 times 3. Oh, my God. I cannot anymore. All right. We have to say this quietly because Tyler's still awake. But obviously that adds to 69, or multiplies to 69, rather. The bane of my existence right now. And we'll note that this episode is season six, episode nine. Mm-hmm. And our son has become obsessed with talking about the number 69. He saw it in a YouTube video. He knows it's funny. He doesn't know why it's funny. He insists on talking about it incessantly. And I'm going to kill myself. Jan <laughs> so gets really bugged by this. And I've, I've told him, I could tell you what it means, but it involves, <laughs> he, he gets grossed out by people kissing on TV. Right. I said it involves much more than kissing. And so he doesn't want to know, but he still thinks it's funny, so. Because it bugs Jen, I think, largely. <sighs> Maybe. He still likes to say the word thick a lot, because oh, he, he has a stuffed animal from a YouTube show. And it's a YouTube the show? How old are you? What, do you, what would you call it? <laughs> YouTube channel. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> it's a show on YouTube. And it's called Thick Shark. 
and the thick is because it's a big shark. Mm-hmm. But Jen gets really bugged by that, and she outlawed the word thick in the house. And he's not allowed to say it, but he had to start calling it a T-shark. Mm-hmm. Well, because I don't care if he says it, but he was saying it just for the sake of saying it. Yeah, and, and he was saying it about thick. Yeah, and, you know, it's partially that YouTuber's fault. And, like, it's a kid's YouTube channel, so I don't know why they chose this as their adjective. But I mostly I just don't want him going to school talking about the number, you know, talking about 69 and talking, you know, calling people thick, because that's what he was doing, is he would see, you know, larger people, and he would refer to them as thick, and that's just not, like, we're just not doing that. Fair. <laughs> Lily wants to know if they were BFFs, how come they've never met her? And Robin just basically says they, they grew apart. And Lily gets really obsessed with this. Right. As this goes on more and more. I mean, maybe she's picking up on Robin, you know, getting irritated with her. So she's keeping an eye on this. Um, but Marshall points out, you know, nobody stays friends with their high school friends. Which lies. <laughs> what do you mean? You're friends with high school friends. I'm still friends with high school friends. Yeah, I don't think that's very accurate. Ted's still friends with Punchy. <laughs> right. Marshall says, dude, he lives in Cleveland. You see him once a year, at which point he punches you really hard in the arm and tells everyone how you dookied your pants. <laughs> I know on paper he sounds great, but you guys aren't really friends. To prove that they are, Ted calls him. It's just, Schmosby, Punchy, Schmosby, Punchy, Schmosby, Punchy. Hey, good to talk with you, Ted. <laughs> you too, if you're ever in New York. Definitely. <laughs> so we'll just put a pin in that. And so, yeah, Lily's, you know, perseverating on this. Like, how can you just stop being friends? Best friends don't do that. Yeah, there's some back and forth. And I think we already skipped the part where she's like, but BFF means yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> After Robin leaves, Ted thinks he can figure this out using math. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> he finds a Christmas card that Jessica sent Robin with a kid on it. The kid was four years. <laughs> Lily guesses four years and three months. Which means Jessica got pregnant five years ago, right around the time she and Robin stopped being friends. And Robin hates kids, of course. Ted tries to make this into, like, some sort of poem. Yeah, this is kind of like when Marshall did this. I can't remember. Oh, when he decides to make Lily jealous by using Jenkins. Mm -hmm. A plan thus develops. (laughs) Right. So, Ted, when Glitter's womb of fruit did bear, Robin said, to hell with this, I'm out of hair. Everybody just looks at him. Glitter got dumped. Glitter got pregnant, so Robin dumped her. And then Lily immediately jumps to that means Robin's going to dump her. Mm-hmm. And Ted tries again. When a second uterus plumbed it begun. Dude, fill the room. <laughs> so Robin enters the apartment. Ted and Barney are sitting on the couch just waiting for her so they can watch more of the <laughs> they video. They kind of point to the couch. Yeah, they're both like patting the couches and spotting between them. Robin says, just watch it without her. <laughs> Two dudes on the couch watching porn? That's kind of weird. It's not porn. It's a kid's show. Two dudes watching a kid's show might be worse. Okay, fine. <laughs> if, if either of you makes one peep about the show being dirty, I'm turning it off. <laughs> so the first thing that pops up as they turn it on are, hey, Jessica, how's your beaver? Both Ted, <laughs> Ted and Barney do a spit take. <laughs> but they, they try to hold it together. You know, Robin's beaver is busy as ever. Robin explains they had pet beavers, and they're still, like, stifling laughter. Robin mm-hmm. says, the beaver's the official animal of Canada. It's our national mascot, and Barney has a great delivery. <laughs> it's, it's a noble <laughs> creature. <laughs> 
And then there's a lot of dirty talk about the beavers and devouring wood. And yeah. Alan Thick shows that. back up. Yeah, that's Alan Thick stuff. And then Robin says, well, you figure it out at home. How about we sing a song about our beavers? And then Robin shuts it off. <laughs> well, I did see more trivia that I didn't pick up on in this. Is that um, This is a Canadian show, so they wouldn't have been using inches, but it's funnier to use inches in this okay. wordplay. <laughs> because as dumb Americans aren't going to understand how many True. centimeters things are the same way. Robin says they don't get to hear the beaver song. They don't deserve it, essentially. It's a sweet song about friendship, and you guys are being disgusting. <clears throat> There's a knock at the door, and <laughs> who arrives? Punchy! Who? Punchy comes in. Sup, Schmoosby? Immediately punches him in the arm. <laughs> like, multiple times. Calls everyone turds. <laughs> Ted wants to know where he's staying. He's staying in the <laughs> in your mom's pants. Trick, she's old. <laughs> he's going to stay on the couch. So dumb. <laughs> Robin's Robin. immediately yeah, turned right. off by this idea. <laughs> she goes, he's staying here? You're staying here? I know. It's so good, right? You feel like you're dreaming? Protect your totem, brah. <laughs> I guess that's an Inception mm-hmm. reference. I did not know that, but yes, that's what the trick is. So immediately Punchy starts punching Ted in the arm endlessly. And then they <laughs> cut the scene and cut to McLaren's, where he's still punching him in the arm, sitting next to him in the booth. Yep. And then he, he supposed to remember when you dookied in your pants down by the lake? Unbelievable. <laughs> and then he walks the away. <laughs> and Robin, hey, Schmosby, remember when you dookied on our couch in the form of your idiot high school friend? Unbelievable. That's, <laughs> She's punching Barney. <laughs> that's so, so good. Um, so this is something to note. You know, Ted's worried about him. He's had the same dead-end job as a car rental place for 15 years. He's been stuck in Cleveland his whole life. And then... He uses Le- LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> to get sympathy from Robin. Robin says he can stay one night. Right. So we get a, a good reversal of this later in the yeah. episode of how you know Punchy views Ted's life. Right. Ted's pitying Punchy, and then we get the counterpoint. Robin's leaving McLaren's as Lily enters, tells Lily that she's going to a Korea, get a Korean massage. When Lily questions this, Robin says, well, I figured you'd be busy reading what to expect when you're expecting to expect. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah. And Lily's sad about this. You know, she's she's going to dump me just like she dumped glitter. Like, green massage was our thing. Marshall points out that Robin's clearly getting tired of her constantly talking about babies, so he nails it. Yeah, but you skipped <laughs> one of my favorite lines of the episode. Marshall starts with, we don't even know that's what happened. And Ted, um, hello, somebody already solved that crime using math, remember? Okay. <laughs> Which I enjoyed the callback to. She denies being baby crazy. Marshall goes, Lily, how old am I? 384 months. And Punchy walks by. Busted. <laughs> what is he doing? Going to he's the bathroom, just, I guess. Just walking all around. Has he has he announced that he's going to the bathroom, going up the alley to pee in a jar yet? No, so. not yet. <laughs> Looks like he's heading toward the actual bathroom. So they're at the, they're at the apartment. So Marshall has suggested she just try hanging out with Robin without mentioning babies. Right. So Lily did just that. She tried to not talk about babies. We get her with Robin at her apartment. And Robin keeps saying things that, like using the word crib and rattled. And L- Lily loses it. She wants to talk about babies. And she starts to lecture Robin that, you know, as a future mother, I'm going to need the support. And Robin bursts into this. You're not even pregnant yet. <laughs> Lily goes, what's that supposed to mean? 
Robin gives the biological definition of what it means to not be pregnant Good. because she's read Lily's Facebook updates. <laughs> it means that a fertilized egg has not yet attached itself to the lining of your uterine wall. And then Lily basically breaks up with her then and there. Yeah. Robin's angry, so she accepts this. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, escalated quickly. Yeah. You couldn't have written that scene any faster. <laughs> right. Yeah, so Lily's back home. She's crying, you know, trying to ask Marshall to comfort her, but Marshall, yeah, Marshall's He starts not off strong. Yeah, he, he blames Lily for this, not Robin. Right. When Lily says that she's better off without Robin, Marshall says, you sound as convincing as you did the time you accidentally shredded my Joey Buttafuoco pants. I did like a quick flashback. Yeah, I didn't remember this. It came up in a previous episode. I think maybe it was like a voting kind of situation. No, 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 no. I remember that. Oh, I, no. I didn't I remember think. this. That oh, she, no. I don't know that that She ever, had shredded them. I don't know that that ever came no, up. No, I was listening to that episode today, oh, coincidentally. Okay. So it did not come up. So a lot of coincidences <laughs> today. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it was when they, it, it was the episode stuff. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And. I forget why how they got to the Joey Buttafuoco pants. But they allowed Ted allowed the group to vote on something, much like they did in the case of Marshall versus the Joey Buttafuoco pants. <laughs> and then they do the flashback. And then you and I explained who Joey Buttafuoco was to our listeners. <laughs> and we also explained what those pants were. Yes. And then we get to see a, <laughs> a quick scene of them being shredded. Marshall tries to resist comforting her because he knows she's in the wrong. But like I've said in the past, Lily is adorable when she cries, and <laughs> so he gives in. Right. But just one cuddle. Hmm. All right. We get Punchy and <laughs> Ted <iconic> <laughs> getting back from being out together. Are they at, I didn't write it down. They're at McLaren's they're, or the apartment at this point? They're at McLaren's. And so we're <laughs> if we're timing this to be that this episode came out in 2010, I do not know if there has been a time that we have gone to New York where we have not. Correct. The line. Times Square's the bomb. I got so many pictures of all the billboards. (laughs) Ted points out that there's other great things about New York. And what he describes is the New York you and I probably would have liked to have done if we hadn't had Tyler with us. Yeah, no, I mean, our trip to New York was for a very specific Lower East Side, Central Park. Right. Yeah, now this trip was solely to see... Our show was... But much like Punchy points out, they don't have billboards better than the ones in Times Square. I mean, does any place? And then Punchy repeats, Times Square's the bomb! Now he's going to go pee in the jar in the alley. <laughs> Barney. Not only that, but he's, he's going to go pee in the jar he's got going in the alley. So this is something that he's been mm-hmm. doing repeatedly. How many days has he been here? Because <laughs> it's just two days. He was only supposed to be there one night, but... Right. Okay. When, when he goes to the alley, Barney says that, seriously, dude's got to go. And then he runs through a bunch of catchphrases from game shows. We call them game shows or reality shows. Reality TV. And he actually does fairly good impressions of each <laughs> of the hosts of those shows as he uses their catchphrase. So let's see. We, we get to cheat a little bit because they say yeah, who is, says these things. This is nice. Who he's uh, imitating. Here. But do we know who all these hosts are and of what shows? So let's try this. Okay. As Ann Robinson, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. That's the weakest link, obviously. (laughs) As Jeff Probst, Punchy, the tribe has spoken. Survivor. Yeah. As Padma Lakshmi, please pack up your knives and go. Some sort of cooking show? I think that's Top Chef. That would be my guess. As China Chow, your work of art didn't work for us. 
I have no idea who Me that either. is. I don't got that one. As Flavor Flav, your time's up. Oh, shoot. What was that show called? Flavor, Flavor of Love. Love. <laughs> As Mike Richards, I have to ask you to leave the mansion. I don't, I don't know that, that one. As Alex McLeod, or McLeod, 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 you must leave the chateau. Don't got know. nothing. As Brett Michaels, your tour ends here. Rock of Love. Yes. As Ted Allen, you've been chopped. Chopped? Yeah, I think the show's <laughs> called Chopped. Ted tries to cut him off, but he continues on. As Julie Chen, you've been evicted from the Big Brother house. That one's obvious. Yep. Gail Simmons, your dessert just didn't measure up. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know the dessert ones. I mean, and also this was 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah. As RuPaul sashay away. That's actually, obviously, RuPaul's drag show. Drag race. What's that? RuPaul's drag race. Oh, yeah, that's right, drag race. I put DR here, so I had it right when I <laughs> wrote it. As Gordon Ramsay, give me your jacket and leave Hell's Kitchen. I assume that's Hell's Kitchen. Yep. <laughs> As Chris Harrison, I'm sorry you do not get a rose. Oh, do you know this one? The Bachelor. Oh, okay. <laughs> As Phil Kogan... You have been eliminated from the race. That's got to be greatest race. Amazing race. Amazing race, yeah. As Tyra Banks, you are no longer in the running to be America's next top model. America's next top model. <laughs> yeah, some of these are easier than others. Right. As Donald Trump, you're fired. The Apprentice. Apprentice. As Heidi Klum, a fetus in. Project Runway? Oh, that's it. I couldn't get it. You got it before me. Project Runway. All right. Not bad. Yeah. For people that don't actually watch reality TV. So there were 18. I think we got about 10 of them, maybe 11. I wasn't counting. I mean, some of them were in the <laughs> in the name, so. Come on. Stop taking away from our accomplishments. Okay. I mean, we did a great job. All right. Punchy returns. He wants to show Ted a little wounded birdie he found in the alley. <laughs> Ted <laughs> looks, takes a close look. That's your scrotum. <laughs> Punchy. You always fall for that. Like you would think after the first time you would stop falling yeah. for that. Ted says he's got to go now. To Barney. Okay. We are at Madison Square Garden with Lillian Marshall. Marshall says that if she refuses to talk to Robin, so he thought she might like to talk to the organist from the New York Rangers. And then they enter, and it's Jessica Glitter. And... As Jessica Glitter turns around, she gives a really hilarious smile. Yeah, it's kind of similar to the one she did on, like, the introduction of the TV show. Oh, okay. That's probably what they were going for. I missed that. But Mm -hmm. it was funny, even if you didn't realize that's what it was. Marshall tries to give a complicated, clever way that he found her, but (laughs) Glitter just reveals that uh, Barney looked her up, hoping to buy her Space Teens costume. (laughs) Marshall, yo, Glitter, be cool. So Lily introduces herself as she was best friends with Robin, but now they're ex-best friends like, just like her. Glitter misses Robin. And then Lily kind of compares their situations of um, that they're about to get pregnant. Glitter got pregnant. That's why they ended the friendship. Or that's why she stopped being friends with Robin. And then she reveals, Glitter reveals that Robin didn't stop being friends with her. She stopped being friends with Robin. And then explains that, you know... Your life changes when you have a baby. All that best friend stuff. Hockey, bow hunting and for caribou, <laughs> math. <laughs> it all goes out the window. Lily judges her for this, <clears throat> but then Glitter makes a good point. Didn't you do the same thing minus the baby? Right. And Boom. Yeah, I mean, to some degree, yes, but you don't just, like, <laughs> completely lose touch with everyone. Like, your closest friends. Like, yeah, you can't necessarily go do the same things. 
and have like crazy nights all the time, but like you can still have phone calls and <laughs> like have. Lunch I'd say it's hard and... to be best friends with people that are still in the single world. I mean, I have my best friend that's been my best friend since age three. Right. But he's not. It's hard to say he's my closest friend. Right. Although I don't have any close friends right now, so not really. Yeah, you do. You got your two friends in DC. They're not. I mean, I see them once every two or three months, and we don't really talk much in between. But that's guys. Right. But I, I wouldn't call them close friends. So we get we're, we're at the apartment. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. I'm sorry. There's a little bit about Marshall playing the organ. Well, chopsticks. I was going to say, and then there was like you know just some interspersed into this conversation is them like clapping along to whatever music Jessica's playing. At one point, you know, doing the charge. So that was kind of funny. You know, they timed the charge right after she said she thought Rabba might kill herself. <laughs> right. Okay. We're at the apartment. Punchy's not sort of chilling on the couch. Wants to know if they get Big Chuck and Little John out here. I'm not sure what that is. I didn't see anything about that in the trivia. I don't know what that means. Ted announces, Punchy, it's time to go back. Back to Times Square? <laughs> <laughs> so good. No, he says back to Cleveland. Punchy says he doesn't know if he can... He's basically saying he doesn't know if he can leave Ted. Although he's been jonesing for a piece of Cleveland-style pizza. <laughs> I wonder but what that is. we never did get pizza in New York. There's that big line every time. It had to be good pizza. I don't know about that. It seemed like it was the only... So every time we were going back past like 9.30 at night, back to our hotel from someplace, there was this giant line for Joe's Pizza in Times Square. And people, it wasn't moving. Mm-mm. When we walked past 30 people, no one actually inched forward <laughs> the whole time. And so one might believe that's great pizza, but I think it was just large, big slice pizza. I think that's all it was. Was I don't know. Now I'm never going to know. We have to go back. Because we walked by it during the day, and there was no line. So we could have popped in. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to plan that. You and I did. I remember one time we went to New York City, and I looked up the best mm-hmm. pizza place in New York oh City. God, that was so good. And I saw sort of a top three, and you and I went to one. I think it was in the East Village. Mm-hmm. And it was the best pizza I ever had in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. I hope that's still there. All right. Now we have to plan our next New York trip. <laughs> Make it a pure pizza trip. <laughs> I'm down for that. Or we got to go to Cleveland. I mean, Check apparently. out the Cleveland-style pizza. It's probably very similar to the Erie-style pizza. There's probably a lot of pizza with ranch on it. Ted, this piques Ted's attention. You worry about me? And then we get a flashback of after they called, we see Punchy in bed with his fiance or, well, his girlfriend, as far as we know right now. Mm-hmm. She wants to know who called. Punchy said it was Ted. He sounded kind of depressed, <laughs> which we got no sense of on the phone. Right. She asks, is this the Ted who got left at the altar? Yeah. he Poor guy lives in a tiny apartment in New York. Nowhere near Times Square. <laughs> no family around. He's still single. Doesn't have a backyard. It's just a bummer. I mean, fair. This is a really sweet scene. Go ahead and, and say what she, her response. <laughs> Maybe you should go visit him. Cheer him up a little. You know, buy him some shots. Do the whole wounded bird trick. You think that would work? Worked on me. <laughs> I mean, clearly they're perfect for each other. Yeah. They come back, and Ted says, wow, she sounds pretty great, Punch. He's like, she's my angel. Oh. The way he says it's yeah. really sweet. And then tells him he's getting married, and one of the other reasons he came out was to ask him to be his best man, so of course he will. And then they start play fighting again. Yeah. 
And let's remind people, Punchy's one of the producers of the show, so he's not... Oh, is he? I could not remember. I was this like, is like the third time I've mentioned this on one of our podcasts. Yeah. I, I, I had that kind of floating in my brain. I was like, I know he's somewhere, like, somewhere around the show, but isn't like an actor. But hey, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. I bet the guy who's playing him has a friend just like Punchy, and that's what he's basing it off of, because it's very specific. <laughs> so they track down Robin at the Hoser Hut. Lily immediately launches into an apology. And they basically just make up here. It's mm-hmm. nothing all that interesting. So I gotta throw in one more piece of Cleveland trivia as they're like doing their little play fighting at the end. One of them calls out Dog Pound, which is like <laughs> a reference to the Browns. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they make up. Marshall comes in, or Marshall comes into the scene, and all of a sudden the <laughs> Beaver song starts playing. On karaoke. Yeah, on karaoke at the bar. Robin wants to know which one of them put this on, and then we get Jessica Glitter up on stage singing the song and inviting Robin up to sing with her, and then they're just back together like it was old times. (laughs) Right. I should play this song at the end of the show. Do it. Tonight. So they sing it for a little while, and then we go to credits, and then after credits we get a continued scene of them singing it, although now it becomes ultra-Canadian. We get Alan Thicke shows up. We get a hockey player walking up on stage in full hockey outfit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Costume. (laughs) We get the robot Mm -hmm. up there. A Mountie? Yeah. The Queen? That's what I've Queen question mark? Um, Maybe a prime minister, question mark? Yeah, that was going to be, I was like, who, yeah, that's supposed to be the prime was, minister? That was pre-Trudeau. Right, so I don't know who that would have been. McDonald or something like that, I think was the one before. Well, and Alan Thicke had the original beaver puppets with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence, he just happened to show up with <laughs> beaver puppets. And yeah, the last thing we see is the robot singing the last line, which I deeply enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Funny episode. How many inches deep? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) All right, where do you think I ranked this? Uh, Let's see. I wonder if it got a little New York trip bump. (laughs) I'm going to go ambitious here, I think. Mm, No. 79. No, 69. I'm just no, kidding. it's not. It was already <laughs> filled. Nice try. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Wait, that's not how 69 even works. Um, it's 32. 32? Oh, yeah. wow. I was going to be ambitious and say 54. No, 32. I I laughed all the way through this thing. All right. Six. And then a lot, of, a lot of callbacks for you and me of stuff we use all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially this last weekend. <laughs> what is your favorite joke? I think my favorite joke might have to be Ted solving the problem with math, or solving the crime with math. Mine is Robin's delivery of, hey, hey Schmosby, you dropped a dookie on our couch in the form of your friend Punchy. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was really good. My least favorite will be, and actually the only thing I marked as a line that I didn't like, was Barney's sort of speech about BFFs, or questions about BFFs. Uh, yeah. of, it was a little too predictable. If it, there was something that I just, like, I didn't get, and maybe if you explain it to me, I won't. <laughs> it won't be my worst, but, like, they were going to watch the DVD. Marshall asked Barney if, they, if he's watched it yet. Barney says, no, I wanted my first time to be with someone I cared about. Lily says, sweet. Marshall says, I get that a lot. 
well once. Like, is that just saying that his first time was with Lily? <laughs> like, I just don't... I don't know. Yeah. It didn't make any sense and I didn't like it. <laughs> I need to stop this now. That's all we got, folks. That is everything. So. All right. Well, we are back with Blitzgiving, another great one, next week. Yeah. Or the week after. I'm actually traveling for work next week, so we'll see. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm traveling the week after, but no, that's, that's a couple in May. weeks <laughs> Yeah. So keep tuning in. Thanks for listening. And please send us your emails at runklerecaps at gmail.com. And that is all we have. That is it. And we will take you out with the beaver song. <laughs> Goodbye, all. Bye. Twice the fun. <laughs>